You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out Easy Agent Pro slash podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. The AP is your in listen to the In the Lead podcast. I am back. Chris McHale is back in the house. I did not get fired. No sunburns. And we have a special episode with Robert. He wants to talk about green homes the entire day. So that's <laughs> what we're going to make happen. Um, not quite. Don't listen. <laughs> just kidding. We've got some really good Beatzilla questions that we want to answer. He, Robert had his handy dandy notebook prepped and ready for answers. So we're pretty excited about that. How are you doing today, Robert? Hey guys, doing good. Excited to be here. I'm glad everyone's back. We got a full crew today. Yeah, it was uh, kind of lonesome. I'll admit it. I, I that Thursday I missed doing the podcast with you guys. I missed it a lot. We so miss you nice. too, dude. Yeah, I was just kidding. I was I was on a beach in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, so. let's be real here. <laughs> Tell them the truth. I know, right? We also have Mister Late to the Party, Alec. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. <laughs> How was lunch? Was lunch delicious? What'd you have? It was, it was delicious. I had a, a big old bowl of yogurt and peanut butter mixed together. That sounds weird, but it's it is weird. Quite, That's really it, weird. It's actually really, really good. Got that With protein? Of, yeah, that's it, man. Yogurt and peanut butter. I'll have to try it. That's interesting. Kelvin's face You gotta, you gotta mix like it up real good. Otherwise, <laughs> you get like a, a big Kelvin's old chunk face. of peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> if you could see Kelvin's face right now, I think he just kind of threw up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give it a shot. I'm open to new things, man. That sounds protein packed. Kelvin's sure. on that protein train, too. He he is, the, yeah, man. the trick is to not do like key lime pie yogurt. You gotta do like <laughs> vanilla <laughs> with peanut butter. <laughs> Better than Who like does? protein powder and oatmeal. Have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah exactly. What? Man, and That's... I love. I love peanut butter. That sounds like sacrilegious to me. Like, have you seen have you seen those paleo pancakes where it's bananas and almond butter, and that's it? You just mash it all up and then fry it up on a pan. They're delicious. For sure, I've I actually had those. those. Yeah, they're actually good. Yeah, yeah I know they're delicious, right? Starbucks uh, started doing paleo bites too. Did you guys see those? No. I did see that for all you low carbers, high proteins out there. <laughs> you get an omelet bite now with a little bacon on it. It's pretty good. Sous vide. Oh, oh the sous vide. Yeah, those are good. We are full of great things for you. Not only can you generate leads, capture leads, and convert them to sales, but we can also make sure you have a happy, healthy diet and look the best you can as a real estate agent. Uh, it's kind uh, of important. Do, it is very important. Speaking of looking good, we've got our GQ model. Even though we're not endorsed by GQ, we've made it clear several times. How you doing, Kelvin? <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. How you yeah, doing? Doing good. Any photo shoots? Any spring fashion advice? Not not lately. Yeah, uh, it's uh, we're hitting spring now, so bright, bold colors are coming back. Floral prints <laughs> are still going to be in. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for actually having it ready this time. You're like, welcome. I was prepped. He I was didn't like, even deny it again. this time. He's like, yeah. No, so, this time I was I mean, like, I do. I know exactly what's in, man. I'm it's almost Labor done. Day, so. Speaking of, <laughs> what is it, isn't it white? White before Labor Day is like a never, don't do it or something? Something. <laughs> Speaking of bold colors, Calvin, you need to change out that background butcher paper. I'm not going to do it. Red. I'm sick of it. I'm not going to do it. Fine. Timbers <laughs> play this weekend. If they win, you're changing it out. Period. To what? Green? I'll do, do the green. green. Yeah, there, do you there you go. All right. I could do that. 
<laughs> now that we got that out of the way, I'm sure you guys have all signed off and stopped listening. We can move right along into the <laughs> into the in the lead podcast. We'll start talking about some Beatzilla questions. Um, Miss uh, Mr. Gabriel sent us a fantastic question that I want Robert to answer, even though he did not have a notebook, <laughs> a chapter written about it. He asked, so a little advice, guys. I'm setting up an Insta Farm page for one story homes, but I'm having trouble coming up with 600 words for the SEO. I'm planning on running the Facebook ad uh, on it the way Karen Carr did. So my question is, what would was it, is it really necessary to fill out the 600 words um, on it if I'm only doing it for the Facebook ad? Robert, go ahead and take it away, my friend. Okay. Uh, well, let's start with the, the first thing, creating 600 words of unique content. So if you figure... You know, a sentence is the average sentence is about 20 words. So you basically need six paragraphs, five sentences each. And I thought I'd just throw together some topics. So I I think like on it, when you're writing an Insta farm, it shouldn't be that hard to provide, you know, like 30 sentences about a neighborhood if you're actually going to try to sell business there and you actually are an expert. Um, So I think an easy way to approach it is just to write a five sentence intro, write five sentences about what there is to do there, five sentences about restaurants five sentences about schools, five sentences about parks and things to do outdoors, and then maybe about five sentences about why you like this hood and how people can kind of get in contact with you. Um, That should be a quick, easy formula for you to knock out 600 words because even though you are going to run ads to it, especially if you're going to send traffic, it'll be a great social SEO indicator uh, if you actually have content on there and you're feeding it traffic. So that's uh that's my two cents for just creating unique content. I think it's really important and you should just, um, that would take you, you know, that should take one hour to write or less. So just start doing those and do it small and you don't have to do all of them at once. And then once a week, just add 600 words. And I think that'll, that'll pay off long-term and give you some good dividends. Um, but as far as your question about the ad and do you really need to have a full Instafarm page? Absolutely not. You can send people, they're going to your landing page. <coughs> You're creating trust on the landing page and you're getting the real, the lead action right there. So what you send next plays less of a role in, you know, conversion. You don't have to worry about stuff like that. But I will say if you're promising something on the landing page and you don't deliver the goods, when they redirect, they're going to be angry and that's going to hurt your conversion. So I think I always believe value first. So like if someone's going to opt in and, you know, people are doing this more and more these days, they're sharing their information online and they want to know that, you know, they, they view it as they're paying you for something. And they're like, man, I just gave this guy my email address. I hope this is good. So if they get there and it's terrible and it's just like, man, I just got scammed like instantly off your site. But I think if you can get them there and then it's like, holy cow, this is a great 600 words. It has everything I ever wanted to know about this area and these single story homes. Then I think it could be good. But like, you know, single story homes, what do you also, there's not a whole lot to say about it. So you probably do a little less verbiage on there. And I think as long as you deliver the homes in a, in a clickable format should be fine. What do you guys think about that? I think I can go ahead, Kelvin. My apologies. I didn't mean to. No, you're good, man. I was just going to say, I completely agree. I think if you're, if for this specific, the specific nature of in the context of what you're doing here, I don't think it's necessary to really focus on SEO right away. Just focus on making sure there's enough information when somebody gets to that page. Um, like Robert said, but I, I, I completely agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree too with single story homes. Just a quick little snippet of the pros of a single story home, you know, easier to navigate, easier to clean. Uh, easier to do laundry, anything you can think of like that, you know, that's perfectly fine. Um, in regards to his, you know, who, what, when, where, why, and how about just a standard Instafarm page, uh, another thing that you can, you know, jot down too is if it's a historical area, that's something that's really big. A lot of history is involved. Usually the houses are worth a lot more and they're a lot more sought after. 
So that's there you go. And you can craft kind of a story behind it and what you can explain why they are more expensive and why it's such a, you know, a great area to live in and a vibing, thriving community. Exactly. So yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree about the single story thing. You, the SEO is not necessarily, I mean, it is going to benefit you if you do find out a way to do it. And if you do figure out something that we haven't said, definitely let us know. Cause we'd be curious about how you kind of sold on, sold people on single story homes. But if like, like we said, clickable format, I like the sound of that nice and easy to navigate and you're good to go. What about you, Alec? Yeah. I saw an example of a guy who was targeting this demographic pretty, um, he was really, really focusing on it. And one of the things that he did is he put together like a guide of that was specifically to people, I think over 60 and it gave him all kinds of tips about, um, not just the benefits of downsizing, like save money on heating or, or whatever, but he actually gave him, um, like step-by-step guides for like, here's how you can declutter your life and prepare to downsize. And then he connected that later to single story There you go, getting zen. I like that. Like, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Too. That's so great. if you really want to uh, focus in on that market, I think there's a, there's a whole, I think you can really, really dig into that and find a lot of great angles there. Absolutely. And that's the, just the opposite side, right? Adding immense value when they actually do click the landing page and they actually do opt in, they get to the end and right. you have all these guides, all this great stuff. But I'd also like, you shouldn't make that a roadblock, right? Like you shouldn't, if that's your excuse to why you're not going to do this campaign, then you shouldn't do it. Like you should just oh, go yeah. set up the ad and, the landing the page ad. and do a redirect and see if you can get people to opt in first. Well, if they're not going to opt into your landing page, it doesn't matter what's on the other end. Right. And yeah. then just, I that's mean, a great point. And then it, if it I, does work out for you, then you can focus a little bit more and develop more things down the road, but right. yeah, start it's, by seeing if it works for you in the first well, place. And that's yeah. the thing. Like that's perfect. A perfect example is Karen Carr, right? She probably didn't do 600 words on it or something. She just had this. I don't think she had any words. If I remember right, she just did it like validate it. Like, you know, right. do you, can right. you get people yeah. to put their information in? Is this offer good? That's really step one. And then you can sweeten the deal after you start getting people to click. Right, you know, have a successful ad because there's a like you, you have to set up your ad, you have to set the landing page, you have to do your targeting. So just focus on that stuff first. Right. Yeah, it's Absolutely. a progression, right? So it's like if the ad isn't performing really well, then you need to start there. Readjust the ad, get the clicks higher. Once that's doing well, if people aren't converting, your landing page isn't doing well. So then you got to adjust the landing page. So it's just a thought process. It's just exactly. And then if they're converting and like, hey, you scammed me, then you know you should probably yeah, you didn't provide like, enough information. Yeah, you didn't do a so good you job. Probably sweeten the deal a little bit. Absolutely. But I love what you said, Alec, about adding build-up guides for that because you get to that thing, yeah. and that's just relevant content. That's just you being a smart marketer. They get <clears> there. Well, in this particular example, this gentleman, I, I believe, had like he had slowly over time scaled it up to the point where he was even doing seminars, and he was getting dozens of folks over sixty into a room and like teaching them how to declutter and all these other things, and then it, that like that Dude. pipeline would later lead down. So it was it was yeah. a cool cool system. So that's I mean, brilliant. And yeah. guys, he's like putting just a little bit more effort to be like to make himself valuable. He's giving a free course or a free webinar. And it's just like, that's just, that's marketing 101. You just have to make it super valuable. And then it's very clear who they should work with. This guy that gave me nothing or this guy that took time to explain all this to me and, you know, and went through, I just answer every question you hadn't even thought of yet. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and you know, don't just focus in on single story homes with this type of idea of just getting the content out there and then slowly building it up or working it out. You know, you can do that across the board on your site. I've seen people even do stuff like that with, um, they'd run like a decent, a decent advertisement on like, here's a guide on what you need to do to be pre-approved for a home. And then it would redirect to like this little link that was underneath the buyer's got, you know, the buyer section tab that just had a list of all the beneficial information, all the legality paperwork, all what you should do for your loan approvals, stuff like that. 
and it was just this long, I hate to say it, but tedious process that they took time to just show like, hey, not only are we going to sell you the home, not only are we going to get you all set up, but we're going to make sure that we do it right from the get-go for you guys. So you build up, you know, you build up that knowledge base and people are just going to really appreciate it and it's going to work out for you in the long run. I can guarantee you that he probably didn't do a seminar off the bat. Maybe it was something super simple like a list and then he worked his way up from that as well. So. I like what you said about it being sounding tedious. And if you if you lay out that whole thing like right up front, it sounds super tedious. But if you start small and you're making money and you're getting leads, it's not tedious to do more stuff that makes more money and gets more leads. But you got to start small and then work your way up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, that was a fantastic question. Thank you so much. Um, I, we really appreciate it. That was a pretty good one. Gabriel kind of threw Robert for a loop, but he still did have his questions and his answers filled out in his little book of knowledge. Maybe we'll post I come that prepared. In. We'll post lesson, it in an Lesson e-book. one, just be prepared for success. <laughs> there you go. The next one we're gonna throw we're gonna throw Alec for a loop as well. Uh, Mr. Rakan sent a really good question. He goes, What's your follow up process and best way to convert someone that filled out a home valuation request but only got so far as their email and address? This happens a lot to me and to be honest, what uh, what I've noticed is it happens to a lot of people. And people want automated uh, an automated valuation rather than having to talk to anybody, which is understandable. So, Alec, I'm sure you really might not have ran into this enough, but I'm curious if you have any any your two cents in it. Robert's chomping yeah. at the bit; I can feel it. Oh, I'm so for it. <laughs> so there was a couple of things that jumped right out to me, and this is what we tell people in coaching and orientation and office hours all the time: is to make contact immediately, have some kind of automated thing that's set up that says, Hey, I'm working on that free home valuation right now. Um, because making contact right away can, uh, increase your chances of converting that person later really, really dramatically. And then the other thing I would say is if that's what, if that's clear that that's what they want, just give it to them. Um, and I think you can follow up with an email that says, Hey, we don't give an automated, I think you can use it as a selling opportunity and a benefit positioning thing to where you're saying we don't do an automated valuation. And here's why those tend to be really inaccurate et cetera, et cetera. And I'm taking the time to handcraft your evaluation to make sure it's up to date, to make sure it's a realistic evaluation that you can work with going forward. Um, and then kind of see where it goes. Maybe ask some open-ended questions. Um, you know, are you, are you looking to move soon? See if you can make some open-ended questions to start a conversation. And then if you hear nothing back, have a plan after that to drop them into some kind of a drip system that offers um, home selling style content, you know, the five tips you need to know um, uh, before you sell your home, that kind of thing. Have an automated system that you can plop them into if they don't respond to you. So there's um, something too, Alex said, I would love to touch on uh, because we've talked, we, we talked to a lot of people about this and everyone wants to know why we don't provide a solution for an immediate uh, like an immediate CMA being transferred over. And I always looked at it as you're, you're forcing contact. You're forcing someone to get in touch with you by, by having them leave their information and then you following up. So even you're just forcing that contact. So I think that's better. Um, and then also like what Alex said, you've, even if they didn't give the address, like what, um, the question asked here, you've still got an email, you've still got someone you can add into your ecosystem and you can reach out and touch them over and over until, you know, they, they become a more valuable and motivated lead. Um, but I just wanted to say something on why I think it is a good idea to be forcing that follow-up with the home valuation page the way it's set up as is, as opposed to fi- uh, offering up an automated and immediate CMA. 
Yeah. Right. So someone goes into your, your home value landing page and they fill out their email and address, which is why we do the two step for those you don't know on lead right. sites, our home value tool does it. It'll collect if they just fill out their email and address and then it starts the search. So we get to keep the email too. So it's kind of good. You still got a half lead on someone that was probably not going to opt into your landing page to begin with. So, um, they're kind of a less, uh, I don't know what's the word, but less invested, uh, lead in, they're not a hundred percent certain. They like, they're like, why did I, why, how did I even get to this site? And now I'm filling out my information and they, Oh man, I'm out of here. So they got worried and left, but that's okay. So you basically have to figure out a way to deal with people that are abandoners like that or low quality leads and then high quality leads. So you should have kind of systems built in for that. But like touching on what Alec and Kelvin were talking about, it's like, you know, like, all it's as simple as you having like it's the way you pitch it. So if you say, "Hey, man, I'm trying to run this, but I didn't get enough details." Like the whole point of it is to give you something to call about. That's you talking about something besides an introduction to yourself. You know, it's like, "Hey, this is Robert. I'm your agent. Um, I actually I'm about to run your CMA. I'll have that done today, but I actually need a few more questions from you." So that's why we actually even limit the form fields on there because you should have something to go talk to them about. That's good. No one has a problem like getting something for free and providing a little more information. So it lets you set up your first initial call. You get to call them providing value instead of just saying, Hey, this is Bob. I'm an agent. Are you interested in selling? Oh, okay. You know, like you actually have something to actually talk about and say, Hey, I'm going to do this for you. Quick question. Like, do you have carpets or tiles? Quick question. Do you have like, are they three big rooms? Or are they kind of smaller rooms? <coughs> um, but you can just start talking to them about their property and that's how you get them to open up. And through that, you look responsible you look pretty trustworthy. You look on your game. You get to talk about why Zillow Zestimates are bad and why automated stuff is just BS and how you're going to go do it. And you've been, you have so much experience and you have access to data that they don't, and you're going to provide it for them. That's like, that's like a hookup. It's really not even like you're, you're trying to, you know, like it just, it's changing the frame of how you approach them. Um, and then just adding value onto that. If like, if you're going to have a drip system and someone isn't going to respond to that first, cause you could just set that as the first email. Like, Hey, I just have a few questions. When's a good time to schedule a call. And then you basically should have like a three, six, 12 month follow up where maybe you send some guides. You maybe you still send some still interested, like need a home value and you can keep reaching out to them about the thing. And that's, it's automated. So that's a low quality lead that you just don't even have to think about. And every once in a while they'll turn out of the bush and become a real, you know, a sale and, and commission for you. Right. No, that's, that's really well said. And I, I think, um, I think we answered that one pretty decently. Uh, the one thing, you know, I feel like with, with that type of thing, with the automation and stuff, just try and make it as personal as possible with the text message notification system. Um, and you know, hopefully eventually they'll, they'll give you their phone number or there'll be a way to actually talk voice to voice with this individual. But Robert's a hundred percent, right? These, these individuals are semi warm leads at best. Um, they're kind of just, I feel like they're just dipping their toe into the idea and seeing what their house is worth. Um, and then hopefully down the line, they'll, they'll choose you as their agent since you are giving them that custom accurate, um, pay, you know, uh, evaluation. Well, and you, and you got to overcompensate because they obviously they went to your site and got scared away. So you spooked them, which is okay. It doesn't mean like you're never going to get them, but just go from that. Okay. I spooked someone. What's the best way to get them back and maybe get their phone number. Right. So that would have to be sending them some juicy goods that they actually respond to and they like. So I would just try to hit them with value and like blow their mind. And then how many other agents are just saying, are you still thinking about selling? Six months right. later, are you still thinking about selling? It's a great market. Are you still thinking about selling? And they just keep saying that. And it's like, that's, that's me, 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 not you, you, you. Right. 
Absolutely. No, that was fantastic. Really well, really well said, guys. I was pretty, pretty good. Pretty impressed. Um, man, I missed you guys a whole week off. <laughs> In the zone. In the zone. <laughs> we have one last question today. Um, Miss Corey sent us a pretty decent one. Kelvin was super stoked for this one. He was ready to answer it right away. She says, hi, everyone. So I have a question, and I'm hoping someone can help me. I'm busy with my blog, and I'll be honest, I subscribe to a company that provides me with great blog articles each day. I also use the ones that EAP provides. Um, I write a few of my own, and I'm working on a blog post just like Dustin did with the top re- uh, reasons to live in my town. Ta- in my town, I'm struggling. I'm trying to figure out how to get people to read my blog posts. Can anyone help me? I wonder if there was a way for people to subscribe that would be more useful. Please keep in mind that I'm in New Jersey, and the market is saturated with realtors. Um, 12,000 in her county alone. I need to stand out, but for now, I can't get anyone to read my blogs. Please help. Thank you. Kelvin, take it away. So this question prompted uh, Melanie and I to collaborate on a pretty in-depth Easy Agent Pro Help Center article. So we've got that um, when it comes to setting up a good system for getting people to subscribe to your blog. So I'll give that to Chris. He can add that link in the show notes. You guys can check that out. Um, But the first thing I want to talk about is basically having a system in place for dispersing your content as wide as possible and as effectively as possible. So what I said to Corey in BeatZillow, I gave her the four things that we actually do with our blog content. So the first thing is we're optimizing it for SEO. That's long-term focus. The second thing we're doing is we're sending it out via email. Robert's the main man when it comes to getting all of our content sent out via email. Uh, for our newsletter. The third thing we're doing is we're posting our blogs to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then the fourth thing you could be doing is recapturing that blog info into a video that you're putting up on on YouTube or, or wherever, and then directing people back to the full blog post. So there's different ways that you can go about dispersing your content through different channels. And it's all about how wide you can cast, how wide of a net you can actually cast with that. Um, Let me ask and, you this. Is there a way, is there a way to easily, not easily, but maybe streamline the process? Because you know, what, I, what I'm getting from it is like, okay, cool, you have this wonderful blog content, but you need an army to get it sent out to all these different areas and these different places. Not necessarily an army. I'd say it might sound that way, but there's definitely services and systems in place like uh, IFTTT, for example. You can have different systems built to where everything's automated. Mm. I personally think it's worth taking the time. I, I know whenever a blog goes live, I personally take the blog itself and I share it out via Twitter. I send it out on Facebook and I, I customize the post. And I think that's all worth it. If you don't have time for it, though, there are different systems that you can utilize to automate the right. entirety of that. Right. Um, and we can definitely put some more information into an help article for something that would go into more detail on that. But that's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, so no, what think, do you guys... I, 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 I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the more the more areas you can get your blog article shared and the the more ways you can recycle and repurpose that really good content, like you said, put it in a video. That's huge. That'll, you know, they may not be reading your blog, but at least they're seeing you, you're getting brand recognition and hopefully they'll connect with you because they can match a face with the name. Um, so I, I, I like what you're saying. I totally agree with you wholeheartedly with it. You know, get it out on every single channel you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just about connecting it to all the different channels you have at available at your disposal um what do you and think it, robert and is it worth kelvin is it worth boosting those pieces putting five or ten bucks or something behind those things just to get a little bit more exposure for those where you're not trying to generate a lead but you're just trying to get exposure to a piece of content i think it really depends i whenever you have money that you're ready to put into facebook i think it's more worthwhile to put it into an ad campaign um Boosted posts are way cheaper to use. If you don't have a significant budget, you can consider using boosted posts um, and keep keep it 
really local and targeted. You still have a lot of targeting flexibility with your boosted posts, and it's going to be cheaper than an ad campaign. So if you want to, if you've got a piece of content that's good for a certain time frame or a certain part of the season, something really local, boost it. Why? Why not? You can target local. It's not going to cost you very much. Um, but a majority of the budget that you would want to be spending on Facebook, I would devote to an ad campaign to actually get leads and not just <clears throat> yeah 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 absolutely about, because there's you, just because there's. So- Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. Finish. finish. I'm sorry. Just, I no, you're good. Just because I, there's you. such a there's such a a wealth of diversity when it comes to getting your content out organically and getting people back organically. That uh, when there when money's involved, I don't think it's worthwhile putting it just into boosting content. Sorry. Okay. So that was all I was gonna say. Go ahead. No, that's perfect. Robert, go ahead. So I would say, okay, let's start like this. So what movies? What was the last movie you saw, and why did you choose to see it? Chances are it was one of the top 10 movies released this year and you saw it because it was good. It was well-reviewed and it was actually a great movie. So let's, let's use like movies as an example. I'm going to use your same sentence. Please keep in mind I'm in the U S market and it's saturated with movies. (laughs) So there's a ton of movies out there. Okay. So these guys, you have to stand out and I want you to take a hard, good, hard look at your content and say, is this better than the 12,000 agents who are around me in New Jersey? (coughs) Is this article that I wrote, really worth is it really better because it's just you can't blame the market that's that means you have to produce better content if you were out in the middle of montana you'd have less competition you'd probably rank better but you also have less people going to your article so you're it's you against these other twelve thousand people around you and you need to take a like a good hard look and say is my content really better and the easiest way to do this, I think, is to find what's already working. So check out buzzsumo.com, B-U-Z-Z-Sumo.com. And these guys let you figure out what are the most shared social articles online. So I did a few searches. I typed in New, New Jersey homes. I typed in real estate, New Jersey, New Jersey houses. Let me read you some of these, some of these articles that got just crazy shares. Um, so we have here, this one is... Uh, you probably know her, Sharon Steele Real Estate. You may have seen her in Google results or something. This lady has a 1.7K shares on Facebook of an article called Grilled Cheese Shop Opening in Westfield, New Jersey, Cranford and Westfield. So she wrote about grilled cheese. This other, this other article, she's like literally dominating on BuzzSumo. Cranford third grader is headed to the White House. She's literally wrote about a third grader going to the White House, local content, valuable stuff people want to see. So if you go on BuzzSumo, here's just one more. The Ultimate New Jersey Beach Guide, Summer 2016, New Jersey Real Estate Blog. That was from Remax, New Jersey. So that one had 200 plus shares. So when you go and find a good topic that's already winning, it's a lot easier to rewrite it and make it better. So this is what I suggest you do is go find one of those that you think you could make better because you have to beat this one. This one's your competition. So you have to make it better. And we call that the three up technique. You use better images. You write more words and make it better content. And you can add your personal spin on it. And then you promote it harder. So, and then that's basically the, the guide to standing out. You really have to like, um, it doesn't always have to be exactly about like why, like the real estate market and what's happening. It's just fun real estate stuff that people would actually click on. So you can find a proven idea. You can actually rewrite that. You make it better. And it really, you can look at that piece and just like def- like do one a week. Like literally you just make the, try this week to just write the best article you've ever written and compare it to the one you're copying. And literally you'll, you'll know instantly when you look at them, if it's actually is better. And then, so what that does, it allows you to share something that's proven. You didn't waste time writing a content that no one wants to read. 
Well, that's and the you, thing, right? Is make it make it sound and look as sexy as possible. That's what we. That's what you always say, and you always instill in every single one of us. When like Alec or Kelvin or or Paula writes a blog, it's not sexy. Is this sexy? Yeah, yeah. Right? So right, I, I'm like a broken record. I literally just like, <laughs> is this better than is? It, so what value does this provide? That's always my first question, right? Like, what's the point of this? Why would someone read this? And it's easier to tell when you're doing like three up, and you you kind of find a grilled cheese article that you're going to write about. But then, um, and then the second part is, so that's standing out. And then the second part is really how you get traffic. And that's Kelvin's answer. You have to figure out how much traffic do you want? Are you trying to get a thousand hits? So let's take that. So a thousand hits, say you can probably get 50 hits per group. So that would mean you have to hit 20 groups. So blocking isn't without work. It's not like write some stuff and forget it. The other half of the situation of the equation is, is posting it everywhere you possibly can. And that's Pinterest groups, Facebook groups, LinkedIn if you want, if you're on there. But find 20 groups that you repeatedly post in and offer them value and become like an interactor in, someone who provides and makes the group better. And then you slowly start getting those, that traffic. And that's pretty much a proven point. That's how we do it. We send a bunch of traffic by, we used to, you know, like post in every real estate group there was and you'll get kicked out of some, but, and that's, it's usually about your approach. If you don't approach with value first and you're like, Hey, I wrote this great article. Can you give me a like or a share? That's like the wrong thing. It's like, guys, did you hear about this grilled cheese shop? Who in New Jersey doesn't want to read that if that's in your neighborhood? Like you kind of like, it's just a, it's just a winner. That's a good, I think that's a good formula for picking wins and not wasting time. Absolutely. Anybody else want to chime in with some last, last minute comments or, or anything? No, I love that. That BuzzSumo is such a good resource for being able to know what's popular and then just get in front of it. Just jump on that train that's already moving. Yeah. There's no shame in rewriting someone else's article. It's not plagiarism. It's not copying. Like they're literally all writing about the same thing and you can write about it too. And ideally, if you want to have it be read over theirs, it should be better. So it's right. pretty like, you know, that's, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty, well, pretty much it. what I, like my past experience, I mean, and Kelvin can attest <clears> to this too. Um, before I did this, like my blogging experience was a music blog and I would literally find some artist or some musician, right? Talk about a saturated market. There's millions of people who think they're musicians. Exactly. Right. Everybody's saturated. Yeah. That's how you make money. That's yeah. How- I would find this specific artist. I'd send it over to Kelvin and say, hey, dude, do you think that this is a fly song? you think it's really good? Do you like it? Super great music. Dude's got a ton of followers on SoundCloud. And all I did was send him a message. Hey, can we use you? You know, can we write an article about you? Can I interview you? Can I do something? And the worst that they can say is no. So even when you're doing, you know, and then that's it. They lost out on some free advertising. Um, and you can move on to better, bigger, and brighter things. And, and you don't was, have to ask to write about a business though. Right. Like, exactly. Like, That's the thing is you don't have to worry about yeah. plagiarism. You don't have to worry about any of that. And, and you know, think about what you're writing. Think about, and my big thing that I can really pressure out right now is like, is it sexy enough? Right. I would much rather read something about a grilled cheese shop that's going to be close to the house that I want to purchase versus a guide on how to be pre-approved for a first-time homebuyer. <laughs> or new market trends in spring 2017. Do you want right. to click that? No. Yeah. You like right. grilled cheese. It makes you feel warm, warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, yeah. I want to know, you know, why the New York Red Bulls are doing well. I want to know why that type of stuff. Whatever is relevant in that area, whatever is culturally relevant and popular, write about it. That's something that'll really it it, it should work. It, it, it's you know the sumo thing it's is showing proven. that it does. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. just this last one: seven point two k shares on look inside this New Jersey tiny home. 
How or much f- at, more it, fun of an it article even, would that be to write? It doesn't even have to like relate to blog content. Look at Chase Binney and his lead campaign that he ran for the squeeze page about the top 10 Christmas light displays in Minnesota. It wasn't even related to houses. It was related to Christmas lights that was relevant to the time period, which was December, and he generated 100 leads that month off of that one squeeze page campaign. Granted, some of them, I'm, a, I'm sure a large portion of them were very cold leads, but he generated them nonetheless. So, you know. Is it sexy? Do you, would you read it? Number one, right? <laughs> and then number two is how can I, you know, how can I reuse the content? It's like yeah. I think as a as a writer and content creator, sometimes you fall into the trap of creating content that you like, talking about stuff you like and stuff you know very comfortably, and it makes it easy to get a post out. But it's not necessarily what you just got to be thinking about. What do they like? What do all these random people on Facebook that are in my New Jersey Facebook group really care about? And chances are, it's grilled cheese, tiny homes. It's like you can kind of look at these and just see exactly what they respond to. And then you just, and then what's cool is over time you start honing your ability to be able to decide whether or not something's going to be good from the get go. You can kind of have a good idea. And like, this is a lot like that one post I did that did pretty well. And then you just keep iterating on it. Grilled cheese, tiny homes and crap talking about New York. That's just to sum it up. Right, Robert. It's so it's quality added value, sexy, and stop blaming the market. The market's always going to be saturated. Don't give control to external things. Yep. Focus on the quality you, of it. Just yep. Just make good stuff that is proven, and you will have success. Boom. There you go. Mic drop. This was a fantastic podcast. I'm super stoked. We got tons of great content. Tons of fantastic questions. Um, really, really glad to be back in in the uh, holding the reins of the podcast again. And and hopefully next week we get some more good questions in. Podcast will be posted on Monday in the Beatzilla group. We will also um, be posting it on Podbean. Um, where else? That's about it, right? On our website, and that's it. If you do have any questions for the podcast, feel free to send us in a message at support at easyagentpro.com. Send us a tweet um, at. <laughs> I love saying that yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> send us a tweet. Let us know. Um, you know, give crap to Tyler because he wasn't here. It was really unfortunate. Boom. <laughs> um, also, I'm trying to think of some other things. Where else can where else can they hear? They can talk to us and send us some questions. You guys know anywhere: YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Comment. Yeah, we have. We're it. everywhere. YouTube, everywhere. We're all over the place. Google Easy Agent Pro. Send us a message if you have any questions or want to comment or even want to join in with us and chat on the podcast. Let us know. We'll be happy to to talk to you guys um, and have you sit in with us and, and give us your two cents about um, why grilled cheese is awesome. with that said uh thank you so much guys thank you kelvin alec and robert for sitting in with me dealing with my crap um unfortunately we didn't get to the time the green homes which i'm a little disappointed (laughs) they're still green maybe next time we talked about tiny homes (laughs) we did talk about tiny homes it's like a consolation Consolation and some marketing knowledge so don't forget floral ties are in i wore one to our meeting and everybody commented (laughs) on it that's the that's my spring tip um (laughs) and that is it pink light green do it. <laughs> Pink, light, green, and red. Those are the spring fling colors. Right now. <laughs> thank you, Kelvin. Thank you, Robert. And thank you, Tyler. And we will see you guys next week. Hey, what about Later, Alec? guys? Oh, Alec. I'm sorry. Later, guys. I, I think Tyler he didn't even exist. He's not even here. Sorry, Alec. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't leave to me. Dude, you probably hate me now. I'm sure he hates me. You guys have a fantastic day. <laughs> see you guys. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. 
for more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.